0: Brian Broaddus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, November twentieth,
1: two thousand twenty-three, season nineteen, episode number seventy-four. Welcome to the latest edition of the Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Today we talk about Cowboys versus Panthers. Cowboys get the win on the road, thirty-three to ten bring their record to seven and three we'll break down for you what we think went right and wrong for the Cowboys there were a few things that are worth talking about that weren't great for the Cowboys yesterday but all things being considered another very very quality win on the road uh, against a lesser opponent Uh, let's start first the storylines of the game let's go around the table what do we have Patrick let's start with you Uh,
2: when are we going to start putting Deron Bland in this defensive player of the year conversation he's there. It needs to be. It needs to happen today, uh, if, if not last week. I mean, four pick sixes tied the record. He's one away from breaking the single season record for most pick sixes in a year, and there's still seven regular season games to play. Um, he's been lights out, both with the, like we talked about, the flashy categories, interceptions, pick sixes, but also with the quiet categories with like negative target EPA um, leads the league in it right now. Second lowest uh, in the history of NGS, only to guess who, Stephon Gilmore 2019, which was the D P-O-T-Y year for Gilmore. Hint, hint. So, Deron Bland, we had the conversation about if he's the second most important guy on this Cowboys defense, and, and we said yes, and he goes out and he just continues to prove us right. So for me, that's the biggest takeaway. There are others, and I know we'll talk about it, offensive line, run game, Tony Pollard, but Deron Bland, when you look at the front runners and, and obviously on favorites to win defensive player of the year, all of them are pass rushers, and that's because no defensive back is doing anything near what Deron Bland is doing which is that much more of an argument to put him in the conversation. So I don't know that he wins because of who he's up against. The big hitters, T.J. Watt, names like that, Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa. But start giving this man his roses. He's earning them.
3: Yeah. Um, mine would be do not ingest anything weird prior to a game, <laughs> don't try anything like this different. Is a story.
1: Oh <laughs> Do my god! Don't try okay. anything
3: different or weird. So that what you've we did on the show before.
1: Friday, that's probably not a good idea going into a game. Right?
3: Uh, probably idea. Not, yeah, not. Probably a good not. Idea. But uh, Micah Parsons, he basically <laughs> tried some. Energy drink that everybody else was trying or they've had before. This was his first time having it. He had a scoop of it and then didn't go down well. His (laughs) stomach was bubbling or something, it was hurting. Heart. So, yeah, the heart heart too. His 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 heart. But then he ended up throwing up twice, I believe, on the sideline or somewhere on the field. (laughs) And (laughs) after that, he started feeling better. But he said going into the first. uh, You always do after you throw up. Yeah. Puke uh, and Rally. Sometimes.
4: Always.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> nice.
4: I've never heard that one you before. You never heard that book? Oh, no. Yeah, come on. Rally.
1: You never saw the movie? Why am I drawing a blank on the movie? It was a football movie. Um It wasn't from the I was program, was it? No, no, okay. no.
2: It sounds no. like something that would be from the program. No,
1: it was it was one of the one of those. Older football movies, but okay. uh, can I can't see the face of the guy. Billy Bob was his name. Puke yeah, and Rally. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. Nice. That 40? <laughs> no, it was after that. It was, gosh, why am I drawing a blank? Somebody on, on Twitter is yeah, going to tell me. But full. yeah, go ahead. Puke
3: and Rally. Puke Rally. rally. Yeah. So he did. Um, he puked and then he rallied up and went into that game and had the most sacks he's had the season. It was Billy to-
5: Bob from Varsity Blues. There we go. Varsity, varsity Blues. blues. Yeah.
3: 2.5 sacks. Um, and, yes, he was saying when he started the game, his heart was absolutely racing. Mm. So, you know, that if you've never had energy drink, that can happen to you. Don't do <laughs> or caffeine. Was your heart racing when you had that caffeine shot?
4: Oh, it, I didn't feel good for a little bit. That coffee? <laughs> yeah. That coffee thing? That was you know? your coffee first shot. coffee in your life, right? Ever. First coffee ever. And, <laughs> and I walked out of here and I'm like, I'm never doing this again.
3: <laughs> um, well... He ended up having a great yeah. day yesterday. and But really, I wanted to point out, and, and I don't want to t- mention two things, but my thing was, uh, you know, I've been talking about all week, or li- all last week was the running game, mm-hmm. and seeing Tony Pollard uh, show some signs of uh, improvement. You saw him getting into that end zone. How hard was that run? That was really, really wow. good. Shiftless. And he averaged 5.1 uh, yards per carry, so that was Or Not per carry, yes, per carry, per 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 carry. carry. Uh, still waking up, but yeah, 5.1, which was, I believe, I haven't. You
2: need some pre workout? No, (laughs) oh, there it is. (laughs) And you you don't know
3: one glass Amber today, and she's better. No, but anyways, it was great seeing some improvement there in the way that he was uh playing. And he said after the game, he was basically saying he kind of just starting to feel a lot more comfortable just in the offense and some of the things they're doing right now.
4: Yeah, he did run the ball with uh, – other than that ne- negative 10 yards they had on that wildcat mm, formation, yeah. it was a positive day for him. The receivers did a really nice job of blocking for him downfield too when they got him on the edge. And, you know, guys were able to – the line and the, the stuff, the, the crack tosses, the pin and pulls, all those things that they do pretty well. Uh, they showed it yesterday. I, I want to say that they – I think when you watch them play on defense, there was a lot of unselfish play on that defensive line to get guys home on some sacks. You know, guys, they they knew that they could attack Bozeman, the center. And he was going to have problems, and so you have you know you had guys that were willing to drive down inside hard defensive tackles, get loopers home. There were a couple of times where they knocked Bozeman so far inside on the on the pick that they were right there, like Tank was for sacks. Armstrong, uh, Lawrence, all those guys had a really did a really nice job of helping each other get pressure on this uh, defense line. They had a couple of sacks with his flat ran past Zavala, the guard. So. Give Dan Quinn credit, again, for setting things up inside to get guys home. Give credit to the defensive line for working with each other and making it work. And then give some guys some credit for individual one-on-one pressures that they were able to get in that game. It really did rattle that quarterback quite a bit.
1: All right, let's dive into uh, some specific players and how they performed. Dak Prescott yesterday, 25 of 38, 68% completion rate, 189 yards, two touchdowns for a 33-point score didn't really have huge numbers like he'd been putting up the weeks before, but certainly was efficient in what he needed to do. How did you assess Dak's play yesterday?
2: I liked it. Didn't turn the ball over. Uh, there were a couple of plays, a couple of throws that he like back. Uh, there's one in particular in the end zone that could have been an interception, but it wasn't, so it's not. Um, but for the most part, he didn't try to do too much. Um, and we talked about this going into the game. This this Panthers defense, their secondary, particularly, they're they're pretty good. You know, they were sixth ranked in the NFL for a reason. And as a unit, they can really make things challenging for you. So uh, Dak Prescott, he didn't press. Uh, some of those throws were great. He dissected their man coverage and absolutely. Killed their zone coverage. Um, one in particular, if you look at the play of Jake Ferguson, and and then also kudos to Mike McCarthy um, because some of the play calls he dialed up. Not the Wildcats, because let's put those away, please. Um, mm. We'll but, talk about that. We'll talk about that. We'll but get to that. If you look at the Schoolmaker uh, play, for example, yeah. the Schoolmaker touchdown. You motion Jake Ferguson over to uh, the tight right side of Schoolmaker, and then he does a soft wheel, and then Schoon goes up the deep seam. Well, then th- that confuses the coverage because no matter which one they choose, if you look at that play yeah. on film, it's a touchdown either way. But Dak Prescott. really reads exactly where it. he doesn't hesitate there's no pump fake there it's bam there it is so efficient timely and had control of it uh the offense the entirety of the game even when the offense kind of stalled on some of those three and out series you never felt like Dak Prescott in the offense was out of the game
4: kind of felt like though this was one of those games I'm surprised how many contested balls they had to mm-hmm. try and catch in this game and so it was a little bit tougher uh, for they, they, the Patrick was mentioned. Some of the combination routes they tried to get Lamb up the sideline one time. Which would have been a pretty nice play. They're doing something. I, I love when they do this with when they take Lamb or any one of the receivers and they put them in motion, and it gives them a running start. Mm-hmm. They don't let these uh, these corners or safeties have an ability to play them when they're static or just in one spot. So by them running, it gives them an opportunity to get going up the field. Though, you know, they they, they they've I love the combinations of those routes, but I, I got to give Carolina a little bit credit for playing the way they did in the secondary. Uh, you know the way they were able to knock down balls. There was a couple of different times. These officials, uh, this Clay Martin group, they were the least penalizing group of all the officials in the league. There were a couple of times where I felt like that Hill had receivers hooked, and then he was able to play off hand, knocking a ball, but they didn't call it. So mm-hmm. okay, you keep playing that way. So it was a it was a challenging day that way, but. Their ability to run the football, their ability to, to make some third down plays when they really needed to make some third down plays or what really helped them offensively in this game. It wasn't huge number by any means, but I think Carolina's secondary had a little to do with that.
3: Yeah, I thought he had a very clean game. blowing Didn't blow up the stats uh, or anything like that, but again, another week of him showing that he can be consistent and just – Keep doing what he needs to do. So that has been what five weeks now, where he's just been week to week, just being. Ever
2: since, ever since uh, 49ers. San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. So
3: that that's impressive, and um, Dak haters being very quiet right now the past few weeks uh so anyways he he done a great (laughs) job we also learned that he can line up a receiver uh (laughs) that play didn't lead to absolutely anything (laughs) zero gain but what's interesting (laughs) to see i would have liked to see what exactly um how it would have looked if it would have gone through but it didn't work out
1: yeah i noticed uh brian the same thing you noticed and i i mentioned it to nick during the game like there were a lot of plays yesterday where there was no separation. And uh, to me, it was about the cornerbacks, the defensive backs uh, for that team. They they are not a good team, but that part of their team is really good. I don't know that I've seen a team that the Cowboys have played this year that was that tight on these receivers in man coverage. And what the Cowboys had to do in a lot of situations was they'd have to run these route combinations. There was one deeper pass they got. I don't remember how many yards, but it was a scissor route combination yeah. uh, where basically they won one receiver. The receivers crossed. Yeah. One receiver took a, a defensive back and kind of bumped into him. You right. know, it was kind of a rub route right. uh, and got somebody open. Then when they did that against man coverage, they were able to get some success. Right. But just manning up and, and going against those guys, that was a tough tough
4: day i think san francisco was probably a team that that remember how much man coverage they played in that Mm -hmm. game so there was a lot of contested catches in that game and i kind of felt like watching that game yesterday that cd might have got banged up a little bit uh in you know in that game early in that game the the route that he caught it when you go back and watch it he catches the drag underneath for about 10 yards and he avoids the he avoids the linebacker uh, Uh, in the middle of the field and he kind of gets knocked off balance and then turns it up the field and it was the same play that they dumped Turpin so Turpin like knees him in the back as he's laying on the ground but I I think there might be something with something he was dealing with in that game yesterday because he kind of awkwardly got knocked off balance and maybe something with his left knee that he's dealing with. Need to check with that a little bit if he's completely healthy but it it, it was a little bit of a struggle for those guys yesterday.
1: Yeah kind of amazing that when when I looked back at the score and the and then the stat sheet yeah. that it, it, they didn't have as much offensive production but scored 33 points. I know one of them was a pick 6 but still that's still a, a healthy score, you know. When Carolina you talk about really the helps you with the yeah.
4: they're, they're, the undisciplined, the, the yeah. roughing, the True roughing a lot of the penalties. Two yeah. Of yeah, the roughing. The you know, drive. I mean, you get yeah, you get the, the the horse collar, you get the roughing. You know, you kick out of bounds, kick out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Dak gets hit in the head. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of things that they were dealing with yesterday. I just feel
2: like and, and it kind of bared itself out where we talked about though they were one and eight coming into this game, mm-hmm. yeah. it, that record didn't feel like it matched when you talk about the secondary how good they are and and then you look. At what Tuber Hubbard was able to do, when Miles Sanders was able to, you know, yeah. get some chunk plays as well, which was the guy I wanted to focus on last uh, this coming week. But um, the run game, I mean, Carolina—they fought hard. Their their biggest mistake was, uh, well, number one, penalties. Yeah. Right, you, for that particular drive, you got two unsportsmanlike penalties, roughing the, uh, you know, and then it's a touchdown. But undisciplined, but also they could not protect Bryce, which we knew going yeah. in. And then Bryce did exactly what we said he'd do, which was he didn't want to escape the pocket. He sat right. in a collapsing pocket time and again and just became a tackling dummy Uh, and that that basically killed them so but the secondary played well um, the running backs played well but by the time the Cowboys started pulling away you can't run the ball anymore you have to be one-dimensional and plays right into their hands
4: yeah I think the biggest thing that they did maybe coming out of the second half was even try to throw the ball Mm -hmm. I I, on the on our halftime show I Carolina to me was going to lose that game I just felt like they were going to lose that game but I also felt like that they could have kept it close the entire game. I, I know in my notes, and I, I, I typed out these my, my words, I, you know, and I and I used to describe Carolina's big plays, running the football. Mm-hmm. I used late, driven, sealed, angle, hooked, washed, hesitation, guesses, missed, and pancaked. Those are all bad words when you're playing run defense. No doubt. And and, and and through, and I just went through, and there was some positive run plays, some positive run defense, but you give up a gain of 13, a gain of seven, a gain of 15, a gain of nine, a gain of 14, a gain of five, you know, another gain of 14, another gain of eight. Mm-hmm. It's not very good run defense right now, you know, and I, I, I think that Carolina, uh, you know, in that game, I don't think they were going to win. None of us thought they were going to win. But they probably could have kept that game in control and maybe given their quarterback a little bit of a chance if they would have continued on trying to run that football. Well,
3: yeah. right before the Cowboys scoring, uh, or the, when the Cowboys before, oh my God, I can't even speak, right before they scored, going into the halftime, right. mm-hmm. going into halftime. I was kind of raising my eyebrows a little bit. I'm like, I, by this time, I thought we would be having Cooper rush in and taking over. You know, it just didn't feel they're like not, the Cowboys completely dominated them. And yeah. at times, it made me wonder, I man, this does not feel like they're 1-8. Uh, and eight. Like, right. You're, right. like you're playing yeah. a team... With that kind of record, they were doing some things and it it was it was making me wonder, Okay, are the Cowboys doing that thing that they tend to do sometimes where they just level up with their opponent? They play at their opponent's level or are the Panthers really doing some things that they're just doing well in this game? And I couldn't, you know, obviously that changed after the halftime and the Cowboys took over that game and everything. But it just, it was make, I couldn't really make of it. And and remember, this was while we were still dealing with Jimmy Johnson news and us having to upload things on the website. And you're kind of looking up and down and trying to keep up with the game. And it's just one of those, like, what, what, what is going on here? Right.
1: But, you know, I, I think that this is, this is what I always worry about for the Cowboys when they're playing a lesser opponent, especially a lesser offense is, Will they become enamored with going after the quarterback and they will forget to play sound run defense because Mm. defense run defense to me is all about discipline. It's about every person on that defense, understanding where they should fit, and consistently being in that spot, right? And and if you don't do that, if you take a little sidestep or if you try to go around someone because you're trying to get to the passer, right. it throws everything off. And all it takes is one person doing it, and you get gashed in the running game. Right. And it was we talked about it last week that that's something that, that we're a little concerned about, knowing you're going against a team like this. And I think yesterday we saw a little bit of that. Where just they were undisciplined, they didn't play the style of run defense that they had been
4: playing against yeah. some of the better teams they faced. I, I didn't feel like that there were two things that they didn't handle very well: was Carolina's run game overall, and then and then Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't yeah. feel like they had a really yeah. good answer for him, and and it, you know it's it's you know Adam Thielen's going to make plays, you know, but man, it 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 could have turned into. And I think that Greg Olson said it very well just watching the broadcast. He's like, you know, when Carolina had that drive where they scored, you know, their touchdown, that's where Greg Olson said, this is what Carolina needs to do. They need to do the waggles, the boots, they need to get the ball to Thielen, and they need to run the ball. They don't need to think about anything else right now. They need to try and help their quarterback. And, you know, fortunately, you played against the quarterback, as Patrick said, wasn't interested in running. The one time he did run, he did some ridiculous fake thing where the ball comes flying out of his hand, <laughs> yeah. you know, and now you get a turnover right there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that, that, was, that, was, that was a tough game for on a couple different levels, but again, having to deal with the run. It kind of reminded you when you're not disciplined, when you jump gaps, when you try and run around blockers, when you don't play square, you know, you're going to get gashed. And there's going to be some better teams down the road that are going to probably try and run the ball on you. And and
2: speaking to the discipline aspect of it, one of the main things Mike McCarthy talked about going into this game, the Cowboys are two and three on the road. He said you got to get the penalties reeled in. You got to get them reeled in. Uh, That I think was the sixth Panthers drive. Is how I have it noted here. You start off, you, you fourth and two, right? Well, first of all, you get the penalty. It's holding on the punt. They said it was on Carolina. They changed it to the Cowboys. That put Carolina on the 30-yard line. You're helping them with field position. Then uh, you get a Sam Williams penalty. You get them off the field. Yeah. They're punting on fourth and two. Oh, no. yeah. You run into the kicker, automatic first down. And from there, Bryce started to kind of get going with Adam Thielen. And then yeah. it turns into a 17-play touchdown drive. And it all began with a penalty. Right. And then that drive was extended by a penalty. So if you, don't, um, con- if you don't suffer those penalties if you're the Cowboys, you probably end up getting a 40 plus point game out of this because you're going to get good field position off of that punt and kind of move down. So that was a momentum shifter. So that's a lesson to be taken away from the Cowboys on the road. When Mike McCarthy's talking about doing away with these penalties or minimizing them, this is why. It's because it gives teams, uh, particularly the other home team, uh, some kind of momentum to say, hey, we can do this. Stop giving them 15 yards, 10 yards, 5 yards. When it's time to get off the field, your defense has earned it. Let them get off the field before they get tired. I All right, thought let's you-
3: I was gonna say, I thought at that point the level, uh, the game was kinda. It just canceled or balanced itself out because I think. I believe when the Cowboys got the rough in the passer where mm-hmm. they hit Dag that Dag took off. Yeah, I thought of that was a bad 10. call. Like, why? No, well, uh, no. I, I that can't, was you elbow
2: can't, to the head. You can't the, hit you can't the hit, you can't had, hit a he quarterback he in the head. He had already given up. He had yeah, already yeah, given up, and he, can't he can't came a in with the, the forearm head. to the head. Yeah. That's, that's textbook. That's, that's, I didn't see the forearm hitting. Yeah, it was forearm to the head. But either
3: way, that looked very close. Like, you get out of the pocket. You're now a runner. You're running. And then while the guy is already diving in, how are you supposed to stop?
1: It doesn't matter. I don't when really, you spot, once, when the quarterback but gives it's not, up, when it, you I don't up. think
3: it's fair. I don't. Yeah. you
1: join the you, but that's the, honestly, no, you're, you're, join the chorus of all, all the other people out there that say the same book. thing. But the rules are, yeah, and, they, and I think the, the NFL knows that it's unfair to defensive players, but that's how badly they want this out of the game because they don't want a quarterback taking a shot to the head in that kind of position. And it is unfair because if you watch what the quarterbacks do, the smart quarterbacks anyway, what they do is they run, they run, they run, and they will actually give you that look like, oh, am I going to slide? And it makes the defensive guy kind of step for a second. If the defensive guy doesn't commit, they're probably going to keep running. Now, if they do commit, then they'll go down – and and now they get hit, right? So it's like it's a
4: no win for the defensive guy if the quarterback plays it the right way. The one that, that's the worst to me is a quarterback along the sidelines that runs and looks like he's going out yeah. of bounds and then oh, goes yeah, another yeah. eight that's, yards, that's, mm. yeah. steps back, you know, and then kinda like you're gonna you could blast him out of bounds or you could just pull up and let him go out of bounds. But some of these quarterbacks are like, I'm gonna run. Yep. And I'm going to be along the sidelines, and I know you're not going to blast me here, so I'll run for another eight yards, and then I'll get out of bounds. Yep. You know, Those are the guys that are like giving up, yeah. but they're really not giving up. Yeah. Yeah. The quarterback
1: technical. has every advantage in this yeah. situation. It's so fr- there's, no, uh, well, it's,
3: there's It's nothing very for the frustrating. Defensive player. I, it's very frustrating. But I think they, uh, the Cowboys were able to get into the end zone eventually uh-huh. because of the help of that penalty well, the, game. The,
4: the push on on Turpin was, was stupid. Yeah. You know, See, that that, that penalty was stupid. Right, Because yeah. he had nothing to do with nothing, the play. Plays the play over. Was He's over. about
2: to help his guy up, yeah. and then he comes get... It's pushing the back, so I mean, no, they earned those those poor penalties. And then kudos to the Cowboys yeah. for after the the Panthers make it uh, a one score game yeah. with that seventeen play drive. What do they do? March down the field, and then you see Tony Pollard look very much like a twenty twenty two Tony Pollard on yeah. that play. That so. was that was his best run of the year, in my opinion. Shout out to Hunter Lipke on that lead block, by the way. Hey, you know what? And and I've been wanting to
1: say Hunter Lipke hadn't been a great blocking fullback like earlier in the season, Brian. I know you and I had, had that conversation. Like you watch him on film, and it's like, man, I don't know. You Yesterday, he had some moments where I was yes, like, okay, the,
4: the blocking is starting to come along there. He got run over on the, yeah, on the touchdown he run. He did. <laughs> but you know what? The idea is make the guy yes. defender go over the top of you to get to the ball. There you go. And if they run over you to do that, you're doing your By job. That's okay. Necessary. You just want to occupy
1: him. Just yeah. However yeah. you got to do
2: it. All right, yep.
1: we're going to take our first break. When we come back, I do want to talk a little bit about the Wildcat. We saw that a couple times <laughs> yesterday. And uh, yeah, so we'll talk about that. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: a location near you. Back
4: to the break. The Salvation Army's 27th annual Red Kettle Kickoff returns to AT&T Stadium this Thanksgiving. Get excited to watch the one and only Dolly Parton Rock the stage during halftime when the Dallas Cowboys uh, go head-to-head with the Washington Commanders. Tune in at 3.30 on CBS.
1: Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This segment brought to you by blockchain.com. All right, so let's talk about Wildcat.
4: Yesterday, I can ask <laughs> real quick, sure. Dak with the Dolly Parton shirt on yesterday? Yeah, yes, man, yes. yes. Dally, uh, can that, we buy those?
1: Absolutely. Well, I don't know.
4: I, I think they may be available at
1: some point. Okay. Um, but but yeah, yesterday he did wear the Dolly. Now, for those that don't know, Dolly Parton will be performing this we just Thursday. Said, yeah, Red Kev's yeah, kickoff. Right. At the, at, that, the yeah. at the game at we will, halftime. Are the reads that bad? Am I, be, not, am I not? not? She is, has a whole new album. In
4: to my reach? No, I got. I got. It. I'm just reiterating. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'm reiterating. Reiterating that she will be out there and she will be
1: performing her new from. Her, I assume some stuff from her new album, Rockstar, yeah. and some stuff from her. Old collection, which is plenty of songs, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, Dak had on the, the Dolly
4: shirt, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, it was a little, I love it, it yeah. was pretty good. Yeah,
3: I don't know when they're releasing it, but they're they're gonna be for sale, yeah. For fans so
4: Christmas buy. time, we could all have a Dolly yeah. Parton shirt. Hey,
1: you know something? I'm maybe, maybe we all on this show will be rocking. Well, there was a time shirts.
4: where we were like the throwbacks, like the Roger Staubach, Bob, I still Lily. wear mine, yeah. Yes. We still yeah. have those shirts. Yeah. I would, you know, the Dolly Parton
1: shirt. Would you like in. one? I'd love one. Okay, all right. So we one. know now. Brian wants one. Amber, make it happen. All right.
4: <laughs> there it is.
1: And there it is. <laughs> all right. So let's well, talk about let's talk the about the boss move right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's talk about the boss. I'm sorry. Let's talk about the. the let's the talk about the wildcat. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, a couple times we saw, uh, we saw we saw Dallas line up with Dak out at receiver, and they had the guys, the running backs in the backfield, direct snap. Neither worked. <laughs> but what did you what did you think of the concept of what they were trying to do?
4: it's one of those it's one of those things that reminds me what coaches will do every once in a while when it's a nationally televised kind of game Mm -hmm. they'll throw in some wrinkles or something that like oh look how smart i am you know those kind of (laughs) things i I, there's no reason i just wasn't any reason at that point i mean you're you're You know, if you want to try it, if you feel like... Was there something that led you to believe that Carolina against Wildcat was going to be... They were going to give up big plays or something like that? I don't know. I mean, it just... I I just... I I never understand. I I like... I like plays. I like gadget plays. I hate plays that are cute. I hate cute plays. You know, and and that to me seems very cute Mm -hmm. when you try and do stuff like that, but... Uh, yeah, unfortunately it, it didn't work and hopefully they will never use those plays again.
1: <laughs> you know what's interesting? I thought they were trying to set up something well, for the did. future. Well, they did. Well, with the whole the Dak way... coming back around and the fake pitch. Yeah. And, and my guess is... But you got to block point... Brian Burns right, you But, do but my point is... You got to make them work. Like nobody's falling for any of the extra stuff that comes from a play if you can't get it to work in the first place. And but it it was apparent they're trying, they were trying to set Set up something something for the future, even for not for that game. If somewhere down the line they were trying to set up something where it's maybe a pitch and then maybe a pitch and a pass, who knows?
4: I kind of feel like that if anybody on this staff needs to run fake plays, it's Bones Fossil. Because yeah. he comes up with some st- stuff that you're kind of We haven't going, seen a lot of that. Boom. Yeah, there we go. We've well, uh, we not seen a lot you, of that. You do know that. Okay, we that got his four channels. Yeah, right. Yeah, but yeah. we got a nas- <laughs> we got a nationally televised game coming there up. we where go. The whole world's going to be watching. Yeah. Bones Fossil is going to have a... Th- I wish he would have saved his uh, his Golston fake field goal, though. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish he would have saved that one. He used that one, I think, too early in the season. Yeah. You know? Throwing the ball to Golston there, but... I don't know. I, I think that to me, I love special teams fake plays, mm-hmm. the the kind of the wildcat stuff and all that. If it's short yardage and all that, I get it. As they're struggling to try and score down in the red zone, and you know, you're kind of like, okay, think of something different here. Don't don't be doing that.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, I I, I didn't like them. Um
4: you like them when they work, right? When they don't work. <laughs> yeah. That's
2: one of those things where like in basketball, you're like, don't shoot that yeah. swoosh. Great yeah. shot. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, that's one of those things What was kind of weird. Cowboys, like the Tony Pollard 10 yard loss. Um, I mean, you were threatening, you were moving, yeah. uh, you were only up one score, you know, the thought process is get, get in the end zone and, and really start to kind of pull away from these guys. And they kind of pulled the trickery out and you wonder if they just wanted to see if it would work. And, or maybe, like you said, they were kind of setting up for down the road, and, and other teams that are watching film, when they see it, they think this is what's going to be run out of it, but then, haha, I got you, it's going to run something else. But, mm-hmm. I mean, just looking at the Pollard play, for example, the direct snap to Pollard, I mean, that play was blown up from minute one. Yeah. Um, Lou had him dead to rights on the right side, and if you were even remotely thinking about handing it back to Dak to run and scramble on the left side, it was done mm-hmm. on that side as well. So there was nowhere to go. Coverage was downfield. You only had two guys going downfield anyway. Um, Yeah, so I don't Know specifically why try it in that situation versus when you're already when you already have a two or three possession lead, which would then go more to, OK, let's see if this works. Um So, yeah, I'm sure, you know, this won't be the last time we see it. But one of the only times I looked at the the game in real time and was like, OK, Mike, that that ain't it. That ain't the one. Yeah. That ain't the one. So many other times I looked at the game and I was like, "Ooh, that's the one." But those two times I was well, like, "That ain't that Dak ain't
3: it." When Dak lined up a receiver, I'm like, "Ooh, okay, let's see <laughs> this." And then seconds after, before they even snap the ball, you're like, uh, "I don't, I'm not, I don't really like this." Well, and then they snap the ball, and then you hear the announcer, the press box, and a, zero gain mm-hmm. on the play, and you're like, ah. "Then you feel secondhand embar- embarrassment." That's how I felt. I felt embarrassed. <laughs> Yes, well, yeah. The thing you worry
2: about is, is the
4: way he pushed Tony. Like, yeah. get out of here. And yeah. then went and tackled him. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, you worry about that like it, when you talk about the mesh points and stuff like that, too. Yeah. If his, so say Pollard gets hit and he's trying to, but now the ball's flying, you know, flying you know, on the ground and everybody. And now Dak's trying to dive on the ball. Your quarterback's mm-hmm. in there trying to dive on the ball. And yeah, it's just, again, it's Mike just, that's what, he's got a big old, Play sheet, you know. I mean, it. It just he just needs to cross out. That was oh. very Kellan-ish.
2: I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Those
4: two Wildcats, they were very Leave Kellen. Situationally Lowe. speaking,
6: he not no, no
2: Leave Kellen alone. No, I'm I'm saying in
1: the He's got enough problems okay. over and there. My, my man needs to take to that Boise
6: job.
4: Is what <laughs> right, them. they got enough
1: problems over there where he is. Um, I did want to uh, switch to the, flip to the <laughs> defensive side of it. the ball, and I want to take two things you guys said. I want to put them together. You talked about how you know how well Bland is playing right now, and Brian, you talked about. One of the challenges in this game was they didn't really have an answer for Adam Thielen. No. And I heard a question this morning that I thought was a really astute question. I think it was Bobby that, that threw it out on, on no Sean and today Ar- <laughs> Ar- this morning. One of them Cold threw it out. Sign. I can't remember who which one it was, Cold but it was sign. a really good question. And they were like, is it time for Bland to travel? Because the thing about it, typically you're like, I don't know if I want to travel my guy because can he go into the slot? Well, yeah, he can go <laughs> into the slot. slot yeah. He can play all over the field. He is obviously playing at a level that's elite. Do you put him, and especially when you're going up against a team like Carolina where there was one receiving threat, there was one, yeah. and and do you neutralize that one receiving threat? Or if you're playing a team that has a, a dominant and some other guys, do you neutralize the dominant threat or the secondary threat and then double the dominant? You can do a lot of things with it. My question is, is it time for the Cowboys to start considering Bland as a cornerback as a that should travel?
2: I think that's situational to who you're going up against. So, for example, you're about to go up against the Washington Commanders. You know about Scary Terry. You know about Terry McLaurin. Um, You also know his challenges against Trayvon Diggs and and some of the elite corners in the the league. So, um, Terry, he can take over a game. But I I would consider it against McLaurin and the Commanders because there's not that secondary threat that's anywhere equal. But then you go up against a team like the Seahawks, eh, can't really travel because you got Lockett and then you got Metcalf. And it's like pick your poison there. So you're going to have to ask a guy like Stefan to kind of step up on that in that role as well. I just think it's situational. I don't think you go into any particular week saying, or I don't think you make the blanket statement is what I'm saying, and saying going forward, Deron Bland needs to travel with whomever their primary is. I think to your point, you got to look at who the secondary is and go from there. It would be nice to see him travel against the commanders, but when the Seahawks come to town, I don't want to see him travel. I would. It doesn't matter what boundary he's on, he's going to have a top shelf receiver on that boundary. So just let him cook in that aspect.
4: I kind of feel like that I would just, every once in a while, play him in nickel in the slot. And at no rhyme or reason. Mm-hmm. Just every once in a while, show people that he could still go in there and play. you Because know? a lot of teams will put their best receiver inside, and then the Cowboys do it with CeeDee Lamb quite a bit. You know The routes he gets from the slot. I don't think it's a travel situation. I just think, let him go play slot. You know, maybe... Two or three times a game, you just show that that he has the ability, and maybe it makes people, opponents look going forward say, okay, there's a possibility if we put our guy in the slot. Now, it's just not an automatic, you know. When and now it's an automatic where okay, we're going to get we're going to get Lewis in the slot. But if you put it in people's minds that he will walk out there, walk inside and play, then you can't bank on it. It's it's something that throws off. You know the teams you know when they start to prep and they look at tendencies and all that, it's like, wait a minute now, you're getting outside, you know you're getting outside bland, but wait now there's fifteen percent of the time he's playing slot reps too, and it's just something to throw them off that they can't just one hundred percent of the time you're gonna get Lewis in the slot, yeah, you're it, just trying to kill their their metrics a little bit on it, maybe
1: if you do that. How do you feel about the fact that now Jordan's going to be on the boundary? Do you feel I, I confident bring, he can I do that?
4: it? I bring in a makwamu or somebody like that. I just, I just every once in a while I'm going to take Lewis off the field, or maybe you know, you know. I, to me, it's, I would, I think it's a good chance to maybe get makwamu or somebody ready, somebody else ready. We've learned this. I mean. Yeah, the college football season's almost over. The pro season's still got, what, seven more weeks, mm-hmm. right?
2: Seven more regular season. You're
4: going to need makwamu here before this thing's all said and done. I, I, I just know, Again, instead of like him being – he played very well the last few weeks of the season, but maybe get him more reps or get somebody at corner more reps – and you don't have to do it every single time, like I said. Mm-hmm. But you you do it maybe two or three times a game to kind of throw people off that they can't one hundred percent with certainty say we're getting Lewis every time in the slot. Well, no, you're not. They 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 have walked they've walked uh you know they walked Bland in there playing. You know we can't we can't say that with any certainty right there. Yeah. We can't set this up where we we might get Bland. You don't know they might put Bland in there on us mm-hmm. once they see us go inside like that, especially
1: in critical situations.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, I think uh, both things that you said can both be true at mm-hmm. once, and you can do both at once where depending on who the opponent is, right. you change him up, and on certain days that he's staying still on one side, yeah. you move him to the nickel and yeah. back and forth. So I think both things can be done, and just don't be, don't become predictable. Don't become exactly like, this is what exactly. this guy does. We know he's great. We know how good he is with his hands, interceptions, and all of that, Let's figure out another game plan. Come, just, yeah. I'm I'm not up to... I don't like when things become that you're... uh, I want to say... I don't want to use the word consistent because... Consistent usually right. use you want consistency. The, just you want, want consistency. Predictability. But, yeah, you want your quarterback
4: to be consistent. Yeah,
3: absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But change it up and do all kinds of things to keep yeah. them guessing all the time. I
4: think they're going to play some people down the down the road. You know, if it's the San Francisco's again, or there's you know Miami. Philadelphia for sure, Miami. Miami. Yeah, yeah right. create create a little doubt as they prep for that game. No, hey, if we do this, oh well, hell, we still might see that guy in the slot. Yeah. They might they might commit to it this game. Just create a little doubt.
3: And yeah. the thing That's is with Bland, he, he's he could so football-aware. He's so smart that mm. you don't have to worry about messing him up mess, no, or him no, getting confused, no. yeah. getting Some people up. believe he's he a
1: better can... a better nickel guy, a better slack guy than on the outside. I and mean, he's played phenomenally on the outside. So Yeah, uh. I
3: think he can do both, absolutely. I don't think it would throw him off or confuse him or anything. I think if anyone could handle that, it would be him.
1: All right, let's take our final break. We'll come back. I got some questions for you guys about the NFC. It's getting really interesting, and the, the match Matchups That are going to be coming up over the next four to five weeks with these teams that are at the top of the division will be very interesting. We'll come back. We'll talk about that when we come back. Dallas radio.
5: Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the Cheetah Savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this Cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated.
0: supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit Unitedagenturf.com to find a location near you.
6: Back to the break.
4: This is the season for youth football and dance camps presented by Avizeline. Don't miss your chance to learn from the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and former NFL players at AT&T Stadium on December 22nd and 23rd. Celebrate the holidays with the Cowboys. Register today at dallascowboys.com slash camps.
1: Welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Let's talk a little NFC. Um, I was looking at some of the schedules of the teams that are at the top of the NFC. You got Philadelphia is at eight and one. They play tonight against Kansas City. You got Detroit at eight and two. You got, yes, do it. <laughs> and then you got San Francisco at seven and three. Dallas pepper. at seven and three. Seattle six and four. Minnesota six and five. New Orleans uh, five and five. And then I started looking at the schedules of who everybody has to play. So the first thing you look at, obviously, Dallas is going to have a a tough – this is going to start their gauntlet, obviously. Mm -hmm. They got Washington at home, which, again, is a division game. Not a great team, but a division game. But then you got Seattle, Philly, at Buffalo, at Miami, Detroit. Tough five games. You look at San Francisco, the next four games they've got – next five games, sorry. They got at Seattle, at Philadelphia, Seattle again, at Arizona, and then Baltimore. Then you got Philly. They got Kansas – at Kansas City. Buffalo, San Francisco, Dallas, Seattle. Check out what Detroit has going on. <laughs> Green Bay, mm. at New Orleans, mm. at Chicago, mm. Denver, mm. Minnesota, Dallas, Minnesota. You start looking at that, and one of these doesn't fit with the rest of them. Right. Um, who do you think has the best shot at being the number one seed when it's all said and done?
2: Well, we were talking about it during the break. It It could be Detroit based upon the scheduling. And now, of course, and we say this every week, the other team gets paid, too. So can't overlook anyone Um, because, for example, look at the Bears. Uh, The Bears, you know, were able to get their win yesterday. Um, So... I don't the Cowboys just need to make sure they handle their business effective right now. And they are so far, so hopefully they handle it against the Commanders because here comes a, a Seahawks team that's looking to bounce back next week and kind of get off gonna run. Uh the Eagles they're going up against a gauntlet starting today. Massive, massive game um between them and the Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Um and then from there, I mean, outside of Minnesota, Cowboys Minnesota, like that three game sandwich for the Lions. They have an easier role. Let's put it that I
4: way. Would, I would add a game to that. The Broncos are kind of playing like they want Look at yeah. the Broncos. The Broncos won. I mean, now.
2: Was it four straight? Five straight? Four straight, I think.
4: Four straight. Yeah. yeah. And they were
1: one and five. Now yeah, they're five and five. And yeah.
4: And Denver's, uh, Detroit's got that game at home. But after it's Green Bay, Thanksgiving, New Orleans, Chicago. Okay. Those are, those should be, you should be okay there. Now it goes Denver, Minnesota, Dallas, Minnesota, like you guys were talking about. Those two Minnesota games. Minnesota's kind of figuring something out too. I know they had the loss to Denver last night, but if they're playing if they're playing for a playoff spot and position, that could be a pretty tough game. Those And they may if, be getting they, Justin Jefferson back yeah, that, that could be a big boon for him. Yeah. I, I just I think you have to add Denver to the four, to the you know, you add the three games. But the fact that they play Minnesota and Dallas and then Minnesota again, I, I that could be that could be something to, a sneaky uh tough little run for the, for the Lions there.
3: Looking at the Cowboys' schedule, when you say you know, worry about your own business, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's gonna be, it's It's, a rough. It's a yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be rough. But let me ask you guys this question:
4: I wanted Buffalo to quit. (laughs) <laughs> I wanted. It I, right. I, I, I kind yeah, I I right you know, the, yeah.
2: the, of was. they were right there on the precipice. They were about
4: up. ready to quit. They're firing yeah. coaches. Yeah, their guy continues to turn the ball over. Yeah, they're right And there. all of a sudden, the Jets show up and say, yeah, "Oh, hey, destroy, by the way, yeah. feel feel good about yourselves now. Right. You know? right there Yeah. So
1: let's put you right back in the race. You're good. Go get them.
4: I was. you know, Miami struggling, beating good teams. I mean, that's something that you know, you you just never know about these seasons. Miami, though, scares me to death, though, yeah. with the explosiveness the they have. I yeah.
2: think, and when you talk about the top yeah. NFC teams like the 49ers uh, and the Eagles, for example, now on this part of the season, we're, we're hitting the war of attrition um, because Dallas Goddard's not going to play tonight for yeah. the Eagles. N'Kobe Dean is down and then flip over to the 49ers, and they suspect that Hufanga might have t- yeah, suffered a torn ACL, one of the yeah. best defensive backs, arguably the best defensive back they have. So uh, the top NFC teams, they're starting to hit adversity. The Cowboys had already hit their adversity. They had, they've long lost Trevon Diggs and figured it out with De'Ron Bland. They've yeah, long out. lost yeah. Lee Van Der Esch and figured it out with Marquise Bell. So the adver- adversity that usually hits the back end of the season hit the Cowboys in the first half, and they've already got it figured out, knock on wood, that you no know, others. Awesome. But these other top NFC teams outside of the Lions, they're starting to lose some key guys, so that's going to matter also.
3: What game out of the remaining games of the schedule for the Cowboys would you... Foresee a loss. Detroit. Against Detroit.
4: <laughs> I think Detroit's got some San Francisco tendencies to them that give the Cowboys some problems. Physical on the offense and defensive line. You know, uh, they're, they're skilled guys that think are pretty good, and they got a quarterback that really doesn't turn the ball over. They do run the ball really, really well. You know, you look at what Detroit does. I mean, they, they, they play with a certain f- level of physicality. The, the great thing for the Cowboys, in my opinion, is you're playing at home. I, I think you it. I think you clearly have a home field advantage yeah. here, and, and I, I, I really do. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, that's also the reason why I think the at Miami is going to be a tougher game for them to and win, because I think the speed's going to be a problem. Right. I think the temperature and the humidity could be a problem, because again, the Cowboys will have not played or practiced in that in quite a while, mm-hmm. and that's how Miami is all the time. It's going to be hot, it's going to be humid, um, and, and I think on the road, right? It, so you look at all those things, I think Miami's going to be the, one of the toughest games the Cowboys have left on their schedule. And, that, and it doesn't matter as much, because it is an AFC team, so it doesn't kill you with a lot of tie breaks, but
4: I don't. I think it's going to be a hard I game. I think they could deal with the heat better than they can deal with the cold in buffalo <laughs> that's, I mean, good, that's actually going to be a good question we, right we, we, we live in air. here yeah. we live in heat and humidity we yeah. live here we understand it we used to have a great advantage in green bay when people would come up there and play late in the year that you know, it's five below zero, and you're not. It's Rocky three You go into the Arctic to to fight. Just, like yeah, it's I'm the just worst. I'm just saying that cold affects the way you yeah. play more. The heat okay. you could kind of survive.
3: Before we leave and end the show, just for the fun of it, real right. quick, uh, <laughs> win or lose for the rest of the season, uh, Cowboys at home versus Commanders. This Thanksgiving. Win. Are we doing? We doing win loss? Huh? Yes. Okay. Uh, all
4: right. Is Colt yes. McCoy playing quarterback for the Commanders?
3: Hook him. We'll see. No,
4: he's not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's not. You never know what. Okay, happens yes. Win, win, win. In the when? what
3: is it? The lady.
4: The uh, she's a strange lady. <laughs> strange lady. <laughs> I gotta know. get t-shirt. Wait, what lady are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the NFL's the NFL's right. a the NFL. strange lady. Cowboys yeah, 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 at
3: home versus Seattle. Win, when? win,
4: when? win. When?
3: Cowboys at home versus Eagles.
4: Win, win, win. Okay. God, we're sounding uh, like homers now. Here away, we
3: go. Away. And now it gets interesting. Buffalo in Buffalo. Loss.
4: I, I loss. think I think yeah, that's a loss. Loss. Yep. Yeah. Oh, damn.
3: Okay. Cowboys in Miami. Loss. Okay. Cowboys at home, Detroit. Win. 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 Okay. Maybe. And then and then win. That, lap. and then
1: my and w- win. win. Commanders. And then they're 12 I five. think I think okay. they're going to lose two more. So two yeah. more. I think they'll lose two more. They're and they're they're I cool. I think it's going to be those two road games, but I don't know, maybe it's not. Both to be both of the Commanders. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop.
0: Strange
4: no. lady, no. strange no.
1: lady. The
3: lady can take a nap.
1: <laughs> All right, we appreciate you guys, us We'll be back tomorrow. We're gonna jump right into this Cowboys versus Commanders. Brian will give us a lowdown on the Commanders offense versus the Cowboys defense. We'll be back, Dallas Cowboys. I mean, we'll see you guys tomorrow. For Patrick Walker, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia. I've been. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live sure. on DallasCowboys.com radio.